You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I'm Stephen Simcox, your host, and it is Friday, April 2nd. Uh, happy Good Friday. Don't know where you stand, but as a man of faith, um, appreciate when this day rolls around. I hope you. Have a good Easter weekend and, and can spend, spend some time with family. Excuse me, uh, but I appreciate you spending some time with me on uh, on this Friday and, and tuning into Lockdown Horn Frogs. Later, I want to get into the big Big Twelve news of the day, which is yesterday I was talking about Chris Beard potentially going to Texas. Well, that's done. It's a done deal. Uh, on Thursday morning, that news came down. By Thursday afternoon, it was official. I saw he was already in Austin. And apparently this has been in the works for a long time. So uh, we'll discuss that and my concern for the TCU basketball program. Just kind of big picture and, and where they're at right now. But I wanted to start with a, a couple notes. First of all, Jaden Ledee, um, big man for TCU, kind of plays that forward center position. He is in the transfer portal. Uh, got that news on Thursday night. So, Ladia is going to transfer. He averaged five points a game last year. Um, he's a tough player, good rebounder, you know, strong, physical, pretty limited offensively. Uh, got most of his points, you know, on second chance points, on some easy buckets and fast breaks. But Jaden did seem to come on towards the end of the year. He seemed to play better as the year went on. He had the game winner against Oklahoma State and their second win against the Pokes. Uh, he had a good game late in the season, um, you know, against Iowa State, uh, late in the year against Texas. He just played well later in the season. And it was never super consistent. He was banged up. He was hurt. But I, I think the thing that they'll miss from him is just depth um, because – him and Kevin Samuel were really the only big man who could play. Uh, and that was it. I mean, that's all they could throw out there as far as, you know, interior offense and defense. So they were really limited. And at least Jaden, when he was healthy, could give Kevin a spell for 10 minutes or so. And you didn't feel like you were just completely lost or up there. So I'm not sure exactly what this means. I mean, I know they have a big man coming in from Navarro, uh, Solomon Dumba, who is the number one JUCO big man in the country. He's a three-star recruit originally. Um, he's coming in from Corsicana, played some JUCO ball. So he'll hopefully be able to contribute um, immediately. And, you know, we'll see. I, I hope this means that Kevin Samuel maybe is sticking around for another year. And that's part of the reason that Jaden's leaving is because he just he wants to get a chance to play. He transferred into TCU, so this is not the first time he's on the move. But I, I think the problem is when you have a coach and a coaching staff, but really this, this comes back to Jamie Dixon. When you have a coach that a fan base doesn't believe in, any news like this, uh, seems really concerning because you think, well, you know, what what's happening that's leading to kind of a mass exodus? They've had a few players leave. Now, ultimately, none of them are guys that um, 
you know, it made huge impacts last season. Jaden is honestly probably the, the biggest impact player to leave so far. Uh, and then R.J. Nembhard to the NBA draft. That's that's different than transferring. I think R.J. is just going to test the waters, which is totally within his right to do. My question is, are guys like Mike Miles, is he happy? Is uh, is Taron Todd happy? Um, you know, is Kevin Samuel engaged and enjoying the direction the program's going, provided that he's not going to try and make an NBA leap himself? Um, and if all those things are true, then this is not panic time. But anytime a player leaves, it's kind of a red flag, and Jaden is moving on. So best of luck to him. Um, that hurts TCU basketball. It's another solid rotation player that you'll be losing. But, I mean, his his production as far as points you can replace that with someone else. I, I do think they'll miss Jaden's toughness and just sort of that veteran leadership that he brought to the locker room. And he's going to explore his options elsewhere. Jaden would be in the transfer portal. Um, also, just a quick thing that I thought was cool. I saw this from uh, Drew Davidson this morning, and the TCU Baseball also put it out. It's opening day. And if you watch the Texas Rangers today, God bless you. But uh, TCU has five players, five former players, on opening day rosters. Jake Arrieta, Tyler Alexander. Uh, Arietta's with the Cubs. Tyler Alexander with the Detroit Tigers. Matt Carpenter with the St. Louis Cardinals. Stephen Crittenton with the Arizona Diamondbacks. And Alex Young also with the Arizona Diamondbacks. And, you know, Carpenter is obviously the headliner of these guys. Arietta has had a very nice career. Now, he's not the Cy Young type pitcher that he was a couple of years ago. But it's just funny because when I look at Tyler Alexander and Alex Young, both those guys were prominent on the staff um, when I was in college. And, you know, I remember Tyler Alexander and Alex Young having nasty, nasty stuff. But I thought, I always thought Preston Morrison and Brandon Finnegan were the better pitchers. And Finnegan, I mean, he had a cup of coffee in Major League Baseball, and I think he's in a minor league system still somewhere, but it, it never really worked out, even though he did some nice bullpen work for the Royals when he initially got drafted and came up. But Preston Morrison was an absolute monster. And it's hard to describe how he did it because he didn't have electric stuff. I mean, he was throwing between like 88 and 90. And if he was topping out 90, that was a pretty good day. But he just had pinpoint location. He knew exactly what he wanted to do. He worked fast. He pitched to contact. He had a bunch of outs. But it's just interesting that, you know, Tyler Alexander and Alex Young have both become pretty good major league starting pitchers. And I would not have picked them out as, you know, the top two guys from that kind of couple of years of, of TCU baseball history. But uh, anyway, five guys on opening day rosters. Across Major League Baseball, that's pretty cool. We'll take a break. When we come back, I want to tell you about the big news in the Big 12 today. First, though, let's talk about betonline.ag. Tomorrow, Final Four action gets underway. Uh, and if you want to make some money, if you want to bet, go to betonline.ag today. Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports runs it. He does a great job. He'll give you all the best advice. So you know exactly who to bet on, what to bet on, what prop bets to get involved with. BetOnline.ag, use the promo code LOCKEDON and get a 20% sign-up bonus 
Go get that bonus today, betonline.ag. I'm back here on Locks on Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I'm Stephen Simcox, your host, segment two, coming your way. And uh, let's talk about the big news that shook up the Big 12 today in basketball. Chris Beard, who had been at Texas Tech since 2016, went to a Final Four with the Red Raiders, uh, took the Red Raiders to a national title game, had Virginia on the ropes, ended up losing that game in overtime, but they were right there. And Tech has not been, you know, as good, or they haven't gotten to that level in the last two seasons, but they've still been a really solid program. Tough, hard-nosed, competitive. They were a sixth seed in this year's tournament. Ended up losing to Arkansas in round two. But he's made them a consistent winner and uh, just a team you don't want to play. And today he decided to go back to his alma mater, Texas. He's going to be the head coach there for the men's basketball program. Now, I mean... Texas, it's easy to make fun of them and kind of what they do and how their athletic department's been underachieving. And this is definitely not the first time they've just thrown a lot of money to coach and said this is going to fix it. But Chris Beard is a great coach. I mean, it's really hard for me to find a negative situation or a negative um, thing here for him and, and for this program. I mean, Shaka Smart... That experiment did not work. And Shaka came in from VCU, but I, I feel like Shaka Smart really got away from what made his teams at VCU really good, which is they played a unique style. They ran a unique system, a lot of press up and down the floor, trying to create extra possessions. And at VCU, he had guys that were there for four years that bought in that wanted to do what he asked him to do. And at Texas, he came in and he started trying to play the one-and-done game, which can be effective, but the problem is if you're taking in one-and-dones and you're not excelling in the postseason, then you're just reworking your roster every single year, and that's what they ended up doing. Uh, and I assume he didn't feel like he could run that Havoc system that he did at VCU because the guys that he was bringing in didn't want to buy into something like that. They just want to be there for a few months, play, get better, go to the NBA. So that experiment didn't work. And I don't know. I mean, Chris Beard has had a few players like that. For the most part, he's built that tech team on the identity of toughness. He's taken in a lot of transfers. Um, they always have a bunch of experienced guys in the roster. So I, I don't know what direction he goes at Texas, but I know that guy can coach basketball and he'll have resources available to him in Austin and an ability to recruit in Austin that he did not have in Lubbock. So how does this relate to TCU? I mean, other than the obvious, his tech teams have just, made the Frogs non-competitive the last few years. I mean, they have not been able to hang with those Tech teams recently. But aside from that, I'm I'm worried. And I said, you know, I said at the end of the year, I said, listen, I think it's time to move on from Jamie Dixon, but I understand why TCU would say we're going to give him another year because of the COVID situation and we just don't really feel like we can properly evaluate what's going on there and how he did. 
but it does feel like just about every program in the conference is moving forward. Now, Kansas State with Bruce Weber, I think it's kind of a wash with TC right now. I mean, they played better at the end of the year. They got a good player in Mike McGurl, but they were at the bottom of the league. They're running it back again with Bruce. I, I don't have a ton of confidence in them being really good anytime soon. Iowa State is going to be bringing in a new coach. They did let go of their coach, though. They did get rid of Steve Prom. So maybe there's a chance for some upward trajectory there. They actually hired their new coach. It was the guy from UNLV. TJ, I forgot his last name. My apologies. Baylor is in the Final Four. They're going to play tomorrow against Houston. Uh, Texas goes and gets Chris Beard. Oklahoma has a job opening after Long Kruger retired. I think there's a good chance they're going to get a coach there because that's an attractive job. Oklahoma State just signed Mike Boynton to a nice new contract. And he is a really good young coach. West Virginia is who they are. Kansas is who they are. Um, I guess I'm probably missing somebody in the mix here. But I think I covered the game pretty well there. Most of those schools are either already really, really good or they're being aggressive and trying to get better. It remains to be seen who Oklahoma goes and hires, but I think it's going to be a good, young, up-and-coming coach. So, TCU choosing to stay out of this hiring cycle does that come back to bite them later? Does that stall you out a little bit and not give you a chance to get better and allow these teams to continue to get a leg up on you? It's just concerning to me. Is it the, you know, is it the end all be all? No. If next year's disappointing and they decide to part ways and go a different direction, I mean, you can still get a good coach. I just... I think there's a lot of good coaches on the market right now. And you're missing some momentum by not being out there. And this league's only getting tougher. So it's just difficult to watch all that momentum all around the Big 12 when in the first segment I'm talking about Jaden Liddy transferring, right? Like it's it doesn't it doesn't really add up. And it's a problem they're going to have to address. But Chris Beard at Texas, it's a good hire. And, you know, Chris Del Conte, he's, he's doing a good job of getting his guys. Like, when he's made a coaching hire, he's throwing big names out there. There's been big expectations, and he's gotten it done. So, um, that'll be an interesting situation monitor. When we come back, we'll uh, wrap things up. First, I want to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the most delicious protein bar on the market. They sent me uh, some new flavors recently. I had a birthday cake flavor today that I really liked. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON20, get 20% off your next order. And you might say to yourself, well, if it tastes so good, you know, is it bad for you? No, it's actually not. It's actually pretty good for you. Only 180 calories, so it's filling, but it's not going to be your, your cheat for the whole day. You can still enjoy the rest of your meals. Only 5 grams of carbs. 
it's good uh, good fuel for your body. That's what I've been eating for breakfast really lately. BuiltBar.com. Go there today. Find out what flavor you like. Give it a try. And that's BuiltBar.com. Promo code is LOCKEDON20. Use that promo code and get 20% off your next order. Built Bar, the most delicious protein bar on the planet. All right, let's wrap things up. Locked on Horn Frog. Stephen Simcox here with you. The other day I was talking about expectations for TCU football and what would you call a success in 2021. And I say I think it starts with eight or nine wins, and then that that's like the bare minimum. It goes up from there. And Tommy hit me up on Twitter. He said anything less than ten wins, including a bowl win, is a letdown. We have more than enough talent to be in the Big Twelve Championship game. I hope we get there before our program becomes obsolete. Yeah, I don't think the program's really in danger of becoming obsolete right now, Tommy, but I, I get what you're saying. It's been a little while, right? Like we the the, the team is becoming um just a middle of the pack program that's kind of sitting around five hundred in conference play. And that's not the standard that's been set for TCU football. So they could definitely use a year where they bounce back in a big way. And I think 10 wins is fair with all the players they have coming back on offense, a defense that you feel like and assume is going to get gradually better as the year goes on. 10 wins sounds about right as a good starting point for this is how we would measure success this season. And being in the Big 12 championship game, yes, they need to get back there. They've only been once since the championship game became a thing, and they got waxed by Oklahoma. Um, it, it's time to take that step forward. You, you took a, a small one, an incremental one, last year by going six and four in conference play and beating a good Oklahoma State team at the end of the season to finish five and four or six six and four overall. Excuse me, five and four in conference play. You beat Oklahoma State at home to make sure you finish the season over five hundred in conference play. That's nice. That's feathering your cap. That is a step up from what you've been doing, but you need more than that. And a good next step would be contending and being in a Big 12 title game. So you can chime in at Locked On TCU at Simcox Stevens, where you can find my personal account. Don't forget TCU baseball taking on Oklahoma starting tonight at 6:30. Should be a fun three-game set. Frogs looking for another victory as they continue to build in this uh, 2021 baseball season. That'll do it for me. I hope you have a great Easter weekend. I'm Stephen Simcox. This has been Locked on Horn Frogs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.